Greetings, everyone. You're tuned in to another session of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm Rayshard Pinkney. I want you to get close and get your Bibles and follow me in the scripture. And let's have a conversation that matters. The question that's on the table is, is it hard to receive salvation? And basically, if it's hard, is that why it's so important to receive it? I'd like to announce that it's not hard at all to be saved. Now, the thing about salvation, the word salvation means a process of deliverance. So then if we're we're teaching about a process of deliverance, then this would represent the start of that process. Believeth. For the word tells us, he that cometh to God is a must believe. That's the first thing you got to do when you come to God. You must believe. It's kind of like you receiving your B.A.D. Now, I'm not talking about your bachelor's of arts or something that you might have obtained at a university. But I'm talking about according to the scripture that Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3. So Jesus told Nicodemus that you must be born again. And he said, except you be born of the water and of the spirit, he said, you can't see the kingdom. You can't see it. So Mark 16 and 15 and it say, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, teach to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, before we go any farther, when you ask the question, how hard is it to be saved? I'd like to ask you how many steps, how many formulas did he outline right here in this scripture? Sound like if you believe and you're baptized according to your belief, then you can be saved. And then after you believe, then according to the profession of your belief, you get baptized. And the word baptism means submerged, taken down into Water is what you have to go down into. So then you're taken down into water. And when you're taken down into water, that is your start. That is your beginning of the salvation process. So if you want to know how to be saved, you got to go by the instructions that he left. The first thing is to believe and to be baptized. Now, I don't believe in people just getting baptized and don't know why they're getting baptized. There's a reason that you're receiving baptism. There's a reason. You're receiving baptism because the baptism that you're receiving is to get rid of a sin that only baptism can get rid of. Every man and woman is born into this world with two sins. And when I'm talking about two sins, I'm talking about two types of sin. You're dealing with a sin that you committed, whether you lied, cheat, stole, any of the 17 works that you can find in Galatians, or you have an inherited sin that was passed down to you from Adam. So then the sin that you committed, which is 
the 17 works, one of the 17 works, drunkenness, murder, any of those, you have to repent of that. Meaning you have to recognize your wrongdoing and change, turn from it. That's what you do when you repent. But then this other sin that you have, you didn't do it because you were not in the Garden of Eden. God did not give you the commandment to not eat of the tree. He gave it to Adam. And therefore, Adam put upon every man that come into the world, Adam put upon him a sin that he cannot get rid of. So what do you do when you got a sin that you did not commit? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You go back to the word. You obey what the word say. The sin that you did not commit, you will have to get Jesus Christ, who if the scripture teaches is the second man, Adam. Huh? The first man, Adam, the scripture teaches his disobedience brought sin into the whole world. But then the second man, Adam, who is Jesus Christ, they teach that his obedience is what give us all a chance to be saved. So salvation, you have to start the process of being saved. The first thing you got to do is to believe what you're believing. Huh? Because somebody can say they believe, but we got to make sure we all believe in the same thing. This is how we all get the, self, the same salvation. It's no good for us to claim to be brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ and have different salvations. So Jesus tells us, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Huh? And the reason I say that salvation is the process is because right here, Jesus says, believeth. And the word believeth mean a continuation. So I can't just tell you that you got to be baptized and that's going to give you salvation. I'm going to tell you what the scriptures say. If you believe and be baptized, you shall be saved. But to receive salvation is the continuance of your salvational process. It's kind of like if you were in the water drowning in the deep sea somewhere out on the ocean. If you were in the ocean somewhere drowning in the deep sea, then somebody have to come along and pull you out of the water. And when they pull you out of the water, they put you into a boat. They put you into a, 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 a place that you can call safety from the water. So then when they pull you out of the water and put you into that boat, you are saved. You have been saved. You have been rescued. That is the beginning of your process. You were pulled out of the water, put into a boat, put into a place of safety. But that's not the end of it. You must get to shore. Human beings live on the shore. They don't live on the water. We have been saved. But he have not received salvation. He have began the process of salvation. So then now he must get into the boat and go to shore. And what you're doing when you're going to shore, that's your spiritual journey. That's your spiritual walk. And that's your everyday life. That's not a one-time thing. So that's why he said, he that believeth and is baptized. So you believe that Jesus Christ is the second man, Adam, and he made a way for you to remove that sin and you get baptized in the water. After that, then you must continue on um, because there's something else you got to do. What else is that? He said, he that have not my spirit is none of mine. 
And as we mentioned earlier, he told Nicodemus, he said, Nicodemus, marvel not where I said unto thee. He said, you must be born again, water and spirit. So then you begin your salvation process by receiving the water baptism, but then you also must get the spirit and the spirit is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God's nature. It's God's character. It's the thing that God left on record for us to receive. That way we can be kept. The scripture call it the comforter. So that's how we get salvation. You begin the process. That's how you get a degree in school. You begin the process. And once you begin the process, then you are eligible to receive a degree. You don't receive a degree on the first day that you go. You receive the degree if you endure and continue to the end. That's how you receive the degree. Well, if the same way with Jesus, you got to begin the process of salvation. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. How hard is that? Huh? If you obey him, then you will get the reward that he set out for you to have. Uh, after you have been baptized, then he say you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But then I asked the question earlier, what is it that you have to believe? For he said, he that believeth. What is it that you have to believe? I, I told you, let's go to Romans 10 and we'll start at verse uh, 14. Romans 10 14. It says, How then, let's go to verse 13, Romans 10 and 13. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him? Of whom they have not heard. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. So, you have to believe the report of the preacher. And this is what many people are trying to escape. They're trying to escape the mouth of a preacher. Well, I'm here to tell you that God's instructions are in the mouth of the preacher. You can have your Bible. You can buy a Bible from the store. But why is it that you have not yet received salvation? Because God put the mystery of the scriptures in the mouth of a preacher. And the preacher have to explain it. He have to minister it. And once he do that, now you can make yourself eligible to receive this salvation. So, if just like in this BA degree I was telling you about, you might want to obtain your degree. But except there be an instructor there that could approve your lesson, you will not receive that degree. I don't care if you have classes online. There's an instructor that's designated for online classes. Somebody is set up and designated for you to have an instructions. Well, God is no different. God is no different. God have a, uh, set it up to where a preacher have to have a part of your salvation. 
I'm not telling you that the preacher is your salvation. I'm telling you that the preacher have to have a part of your salvation. For the scriptures say, God of mine, the scriptures say, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach it except they be sent? The scriptures say that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So you think preaching is foolishness, but God said that he was going to ordain it, that preaching was going to be the way that you receive salvation. And I'm going to end this question with a scripture to show you that your reading of the scripture is good. Amen. I'm going to read this scripture to show you that your praying is good. But you will not receive salvation until you obey the word of God. And this is what makes receiving salvation so hard. This is what makes receiving salvation so hard. Let's go to Acts. Acts 10 and verse 1. So we're dealing with the fact that uh, salvation is not hard if you obey what Jesus outlined in the scriptures. However, a preacher is a part of receiving salvation. I ain't say your preacher, I said a preacher. I'm talking about a preacher that God have ordained. A preacher is a part of your salvation. He must minister to you. He must tell you the things of God. For Jesus said, my word, they are spirit and they are life. The Bible, the scripture teaches that is the letter. And the scriptures say that the letter killeth. It say, but the spirit give life. So when the minister preach, he preach spirit. He preach the word that come from the scripture, but he preach them by the inspiration of the spirit. And that's how you receive your spirit. You receive your spirit from your preacher, from your minister. And your minister allows you to be able to receive that salvation. So I'm giving you a scripture to go along with what I'm telling Acts 10 and verse 1, we're reading about Cornelius, one man that the scripture says prayed always. He was devout. Uh, he got people together and they were worshiping, seeking God together, but there was something lacking in Cornelius' life. And I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer to that. It was a preacher. Uh, it was a preacher. And you can read this scripture on your time, but Acts 10 and 1 starts off and it talks about it. And it gets down into the part where Cornelius was instructed by an angel. Cornelius was instructed by an angel to go and find Simon Peter. And the scriptures say that he will tell you what you ought to do. Now, my question is, an angel that come from God, why wasn't that angel able to tell Cornelius what to do? Why was the angel not able to tell Cornelius what to do? Because God don't break his word. God abides by his word. And God said that they will not be able to hear except they have a preacher. Huh? Good God of mine. The scriptures say that the harvest is right. What you mean? There's many souls that are desiring to have God. There are many souls. There are many people that are looking for God to come into their life. But they don't have them. They don't have salvation. Why is that? He said the harvest is right. He said but the laborers. He said they are few. Because there's not many preachers that are sent by God. There's not many preachers that God have ordained. To speak a word that can save your soul.
Huh? So then it's very important that not only are you just looking for a preacher, but you're looking for a God-sent preacher. And a God-sent preacher will have a God-sent message. He'll have a message that God ordained. He'll have a message that God authorized. Huh? Good God of mine. So then I'm encouraging you not only to just seek out a preacher, but seek out a God-sent preacher. One that is abiding by the words of God. One that is speaking the things of God. Preaching the word. Amen. In season and out of season. I'm looking for that preacher. That preacher that God got his approval upon. That's the preacher I want to be listening to. Huh? So Cornelius, the scriptures say that he was a devout man. He feared God with all of his house and he gave alms. He even gave. Even He was a giver. And he prayed always. Scriptures say it in the third verse, he, he saw in a vision about the ninth hour an angel of God coming in to him. Saying unto him, Cornelius, look at the angel. The angel knew his name. And he, when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine arms are come up for a memorial before God. Good God of mine. Look, wouldn't that be something if your prayer and your, your, your doing would come up before God? That he would send an angel to tell you, I saw what you've been doing and I'm pleased with it. Huh? He said, your prayers and your arms have come up from memorial before God. Now that angel was not able to preach to Cornelius. That angel was not able to give Cornelius an instruction. He was only able to tell Cornelius what God told him to say. And that was your prayers and your arms have come up as a memorial before God. Scriptures say, and he said, now send men to Joppa. And call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. He lounges with one Simon a tanner whose house is by the seaside. He, and he said, he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Huh? So God told him, tell Cornelius, I see what you've done and I'm going to honor it. But you got to go through my man. So Cornelius, though he was a faithful, devout man, Cornelius had to go through the preacher in order to receive his salvational instructions. Huh? So I was telling you how salvation means the process. It means the process. The process of being delivered. You have been pulled from the water. Put into the boat. But now you must follow on to know the Lord. You must follow on to receive the spirit of God. Huh? But Cornelius' situation was a little bit different than a lot of us. Because Cornelius was a prayed up man. Cornelius was a consecrated man. Meaning that he took God's spirituality very serious. Some of us, we, we, we coming along, but this man took God's spiritual orders serious. But he could only go so far because he didn't have a minister to guide him further. Well, Cornelius, if we go here to the verse, I like to go to the verse found in 10 and 44. This is still dealing with the Cornelius group here. 
So, verse 10 and 44 say, 42, I like to start with verse 10 and 42. It say, And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believe in him shall receive remissions of sin. Alright. Now this is Peter talking here. Peter is actually talking about receiving the remission of sins. And there's two sins that you have. And there's a sin that Adam put on you. And there's a sin that you did. Well, the sin that you did, the word teaches us that you must repent. Turn from your wicked ways. But the sin that Adam put upon you, the second man Adam must remove that sin for you. This is how Jesus gets the power in your life because that sin you couldn't get rid of except Jesus made a way for it. And so then that's where we are today. He said, repent and be baptized every one of you and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But when you're baptized, you're baptized for the remission of your sins. That's what you're baptized for. You're baptized for the remission of your sin, for the forgiveness of a sin that you didn't commit. This is what you're baptized for. You're not baptized for smoking. You're not baptized for drinking. A lot of times people say, I went down in the water and man, I stopped. Well, you know you didn't. No, you didn't. Baptism does not take away your drinking. Baptism does not take away your smoking and your 17 works of the flesh. Baptism removes the sin of the first man, Adam. And it removes it because the name of the second man, Adam, who is Jesus Christ, was called upon. And so the second man, Adam, Jesus Christ, his name is used to remove the first man, Adam, uh, sin. And therefore, you have received the remission of sin. This is the beginning of the salvation process. Huh? Because then you have to receive the Spirit. And let me tell you something. God don't give His Spirit to an unclean person. That's what the whole purpose of the preacher, preaching the Word to you, cleaning you up. And then you believe in what you heard and accepting it by going down in water baptism. This is how you're eligible to receive the Spirit. For the Scripture teaches that the Spirit of truth, the world, and the world meaning anybody that does not have God's approval, God's spirit. The scriptures say that the spirit, the world cannot receive. Well, if the world cannot receive it, then you and I, before we accepted Christ, we were also an enemy to God. We were of the world. But now we have been drawn near to God because we've been baptized, because we've been, amen, repented of our sins. So I just want to give a little context to what we're going to read when he say in verse 43, Acts 10 and 43, to him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Good God of my. 
The Holy Ghost came upon people that were sitting up under the word. Usually in the scripture you read where water is first. Jesus told Nicodemus, except you be born of water and spirit, he said you cannot receive the uh, kingdom of God. The scriptures say that repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So we read where water is always first. Huh? We read where water is usually always first. But in this particular instance, water was not first. They received the Holy Ghost and didn't have water. Well, this is for all those people that believe that water is not necessary. And I'm about to close it, but I want you to understand why salvation is so hard. It's hard because you're doing it opposite of what the scripture is telling you. But I'm going to let you know here today that Jesus have set it up for it to be easy. He say, my yoke is easy. Huh? My burden is light. So if you do it the way Jesus set it up, it will be easy. But the reason it's hard is because you're doing it opposite of what Jesus set up. Cornelius, the Italian band and the Gentiles that Peter went to go and preach to, these people received the Holy Ghost before they received water. But let me show you how important water is. Because even if God gave you the spirit first, even if you have a spiritual uh, connection, a spiritual DNA from God, water baptism is so important that the sin of Adam is still upon you except you obey the word of God. While Peter yet spake, I'm in verse 44, Say, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Verse 45 say, and they of the circumcision which believe were as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. So they saw the gift of the Holy Ghost working on these men and working on these women that uh, Peter had preached to. They saw the Holy Ghost come upon them. Huh? It say, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. Good God of mine. This is why preaching is so important. Because if somebody will say, you got the Holy Ghost. You got the Spirit. But Peter is the man of God. He walked with God. Huh? He know what God requires. He said, if you want to be born again, if you want the fullness of the salvational process, if you want it to be easy, do it the way I said it. If they already had the Holy Ghost, then is it any reason for them to still be baptized? My answer is yes, and the Bible is going to back me up right now. Listen to what it says. Verse 47. Then Peter, then answer Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Good God Almighty. And look what Peter did. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Peter told him what does say of the Lord.
You might have the Holy Ghost. You might be doing a lot of great work. But you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in order to receive the remission of sins. If you have not done that, then the sin of Adam is still upon you. Therefore, that extra sin I was telling you about, the two sins that you have, the one sin category that you can repent of and tell God that you're sorry for, and then there's another sin that you did not commit. But the only way to remove it is to have a man of God minister to you the correct way. And he, you can't baptize yourself. You don't read in the scripture where nobody baptized themselves. Got to be an authorized agent. Got to be a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? So then that's how easy it is to be saved. Do what the word of God say. And when you do what the word of God say, you get the results. Huh? Good God of mine. I, I, I want to close it now. But a scripture come to me. Acts 8. I want to talk about Philip the eunuch. We're dealing with salvation. And uh, a lot, like I say, the reason salvation is so hard for some to receive is because they won't do what they were told to do. The reason salvation is so hard to receive is because you have to do what was instructed. And what was instructed, I want to read some more to kind of hammer home my point. That baptism, you can't get away from it. Now, I want you to follow up on these scriptures on your own time, but look at what we're talking about here. Acts 8 and verse... Uh, good God am I. Acts 8 and verse 26. I'm going to start there and I'm going to skip. It said, the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, Arise, go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he rose up and went, Behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? This is what the eunuch said. Now how can I, except some man should guide me, God of mine. Now, if you can read through there and see what scripture Philip was actually reading to him. But the scripture that Philip was Philip was reading to him, uh, if you go back and look at it, it didn't mention anything about baptism. Baptism was not mentioned in this scripture. But yet when we go over here to verse 35, after Philip had been in the chariot with him preaching a while, the scriptures say in Acts 9 and 35, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. This is why I talk about left talk Jesus because if a man be preaching Jesus, he's going to preach the things that Jesus Christ ordained. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. 
What doeth hindereth me to be baptized? Good God of mine. So Philip preached unto him Jesus. Preached unto him the words of the law. From the same scripture that was talking about he was led as a sheep dumb before his shearer. Oh yeah. But after Philip got done preaching that scripture, this man come out talking about here is water. What hindereth me to be baptized? I'll have to ask you the question. How is it that he come out with baptism from a scripture talking about a sheep being sheared? That let me know somewhere in Philip's message he must have included baptism. Somewhere he must have told this man that in order for you to be saved, you got to have water baptism. So I'm encouraging you today, if you want salvation and if you want it to be easy, stop trying to stop drinking. Stop trying to stop smoking. Stop trying to do all these things to receive salvation. If you want salvation, do what God say. Start. Huh? And the way you start is that you be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your inherited sin. This is how easy salvation is. There you have it. You just heard another session of Let's Talk Jesus. I'm Ray Shard, and if you would like to hear these sessions live and in person, email me at letstalkjesus at hotmail.com. Until next time, stay blessed.